Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! I swear, y'all, every single time I have my fiancé in this studio with me, even though he built it for me, it's like there's a hand-smacking situation. Get away. Mama knows what she's doing with the levels. So do I. Uh, Don't you duel me on this one, sir. (laughs) Fitness, you got me on that one. I see your certifications up there. The levels on radio personality stuff, no, 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 no. See, this is is what happens behind the scenes, y'all. Hi. Welcome back to Really Riley. What are you looking at me like that for? It's just, it's loud. Oh. All I wanted to do was. Oh, he wanted to turn on his headphones and I wasn't allowing him to. No, you're not. You'll hear it at the volumes I want you to. Anyway, (laughs) hi, you guys. Welcome back to Really Riley, where I like to talk about my little corner of the world, whether that be things that are uh, related to family, fitness. At one point it was dating, but obviously with my fiance sitting over there, that's not a thing anymore. Wedding stuff. And a lot of times you guys give me suggestions. But for today, I wanted to talk about Father's Day. I know that it's over, but A, parent life, and B, this comes out on Wednesday, and Father was son- Father's Day was Sunday, so here we are. So, um, Marshall experienced his very first biological Father's Day this year. That's the best way to put it. I mean, it's weird to even say that, because people are like, oh, happy first Father's Day, and then we're both kind of like, well, no, it's not really. So, Marshall and I have been together it'll be three years in january is the best way i can put it because me and math don't get along but it was or should i say what is that what are we doing it on two years and six months two years in january yeah. set shoot what is it yeah it's it's like two january 7th sixth six six crap see he's this i am the ma- the one the male in that re- in that regard in the relationship that i don't remember the dates at all like what girl doesn't remember her anniversary are we celebrating our dating anniversary after we get married? No. No. We just do the wedding anniversary. Okay. Any who's will bees. We've been together two years and some change. Let's put it that way. And Marshall met my son, Lyric, who he is now in all purposes except for DNA, his dad. Um, we met and he met Lyric, what was it, two months in? Yeah, about that. And here's the reasoning why, because some people are like, oh, my God, two months, that's quick. Well, here's the thing. You knew, Marshall, that I was a package deal. There was no me without Lyric. And I think, like, you pushed a little harder than most, not in a creepy way, but to meet him. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that? Like, Yeah, well, I mean, like, you have to... I wanted to meet the whole package. You know what I mean? Because, like... That's a good way to put it. No, I get it, because he's an extension of me, and there was going to be no me without him. Whatever there was, it was just like, okay, even if this didn't go anywhere or whatever, for the time that you're around me, you would have had to ask me out on dates and understand that Lyric comes first. I have to take care of him. Like, I I actually had that conversation with him in the beginning, which, bear with me, y'all, this sounds pretty harsh, but I was like, you're fourth. And people were like, 
fourth? Yes. Okay. Because there's me because I have to survive to take care of my child. There's my son. There's the career that pays for said son's life and livelihood and all that. And one that I absolutely love. And then there's you. But here's the thing I will say. Legit from the day that Marshall met Lyric, I was like, shit. This, this could be the one. Because what we did is we went to Ripley's, believe it or not, because I wanted it to be um, fun and I didn't want it to be awkward for everybody. Like, let's go to a park and stare at each other. I wanted it to be something it interactive. Yeah, it was cold out as well. So it was like, let's go do something cool and I'll see how it works. And I remember it being so sweet. Like in Ripley's, believe it or not, they had this, what are they, like thermo picture walls or whatever where you dance in front of it and it shows like your aura type thing or whatever. Yeah, they had that and then they had the... Uh big pegboard well the first thing you guys did was the big pegboard and you just like played with him and he was giggling and laughing and I thought that was really sweet but with that thermo thing and I may not be describing it well especially like when you make a movement it follows your movement in like laser beams or something like that and I remember Lyric like dancing around and you were dancing with him and Marshall's not a dancer he doesn't like bust a move really ever I mean Sometimes when you're drunk at weddings, but really not on a regular basis. So I was like, all right, this guy's poppy material. And ever since then, you have completely exceeded my expectations when it comes to lyric. I mean, I could get mushy for days about this, but I want to get into like Father's Day and what it means to be a father and all that stuff for you because... I don't think I've ever, like, sat down with you. Like, I mean, there's been two fathers. This is your third Father's Day with Lyric now? Third. Third. But now it's your first Father's Day. I like more it's your first Father's Day as a father of two. Yeah, that sounds Or does that take away some things for you? Because we had our son, Malin. He's five months old as of this week. And would you say that good, bad, or indifferent, it's a different situation having a... I don't like the word step, you know, like having a son and then having a biological son. Would you say that there's a difference there that you feel? And it's okay. There's no wrong answers here, babe. I wouldn't say different for like the reason of like step and biological. Meaning? I guess it just feels a little bit different because like I was there from the very beginning. Right. Since the day he came out of my hoo-ha. It happened. (laughs) It did. You were there. Yeah, I, I think it's different in that way, not in the sense of, like, step. Well, here's the also thing that some people listening might not know is that Marshall was adopted. He's one of three children everyone adopted. So you've never seen your DNA in another person. And I knew that was going to be trippy for you. I knew that was going to be awe-inspiring and weird and just overwhelming and all this stuff. And I knew that that was going to be earth shaking because how could it not be like I don't know what that is to not ever look at somebody and see myself in them I look just like mama Alice just like her Mm -hmm. you know so I don't know what that feels like and with Lyric you were I think you were like his dad from the moment that you met him like I didn't know any different growing up right you knew that wasn't love is love family is what you make it I guess yeah well I mean you look at values and qualities that you were taught and like times that you had and you start thinking about like you know fishing trips and all the other things so you're not really thinking about like does this person look like me you know it was something mm-hmm. that like it just it was <laughs> very painfully obvious growing up you know I didn't yes. look like 
anyone else in my family. So that was just kind of the thing. So I didn't really know any different. I just knew, you know, these were the values I was taught. And if I was ever to be a dad someday, these are the values I want to pass on along with everything else I've been through well, like experience wise. And you did that from jump. It was like, I remember when we had these conversations because Marshall and I are nut jobs. We started talking about getting married and kids. I two months in maybe because mm-hmm. you were like designing my engagement ring within three months. We got engaged at six. I think you had the ring at like five months, something like that. I hadn't gotten it a r- little after five months because it was Memorial Day is when I asked. My parents. Yeah. And then we got engaged on July 6th, right? 7th. Damn it. Anyways, we were not jobs. We moved very, very fast. Um, so when we were talking about having kids that early on, because I'm going to be 40, y'all, in a couple of months. So when we met, I was 36 and a half, right? 37. Anyway, I don't do math. I was old. And I remember because Marshall's six and a half years younger than me. And I remember having this conversation being like, you know, I may not be able to give you a child. And I, I just remember you saying, Lyric is enough. You and Lyric are enough. And although that moved me, I fell in love with you even further in that sense. I was like, nah, man. I was like, you deserve to, to feel all of that even though you were exquisite at stepping in for Lyric and stepping up for him, I knew that I wanted you to have that so badly. And then we got very close to it and lost it. Meaning we got pregnant and then I lost it at eight, seven or eight weeks. And at, you handled that so well or you internalized it really well. Uh, I'm good at internalizing. Yeah, because I was devastated. We didn't had a lot of shit going on. We had a lot of things crumble, a lot of things to do, life-changing surgery, moving, all that stuff. So I didn't really get a lot of time to think about it. But when we lost that baby, I remember thinking, my God, I will never get over this if we got so close to me making you and I parents together, making you a father again or a father of a biological child of your own that would be a cross I would bear for the rest of my life. Thank the Lord. We have a beautiful baby boy now, but do you now, being a father of your own biological child, think that you would have missed out on it, like being like 80 years old and not ever seeing your own flesh in someone else? Well, you always wonder. You know, right. I think it's taken a lot away from me wanting to ever find biological. You don't want to now. Or you do? I don't think I, well, based on the circumstances, I don't think I'd ever want to. No. And if I did, it'd only be one party. Did you at one point want more than that? No, you just always wonder. You say one party, you mean your mother? Yeah. Are you comfortable with sharing that yet or not? You don't have to. No, I will. So So you were adopted because? So I was adopted at four months old from South Korea, and it was... I've actually never said this to anyone. You don't have to, babe. Circle. I mean, I'll share it because I think it could benefit a lot of people that might be in other situations or, or whatever, you know. Um, so I was probably like, I want to say late teens, early 20s. So I was actually selling a car, and there used to be a safe 
at my parents' house in the basement that had like all the files, like all the titles of the vehicles, like all the. This is how he found out about his circumstances of his adoption. It was like it was like fireproof. Like I knew that my mom was like sick. My biological mother was like sixteen when she had me, but I didn't really know like the circumstances like behind everything. So when I found it, it's like looking at it at that age. You know, you can actually like comprehend things that are in it. So basically, she was walking home from school, and it was a unconsensual encounter. As you're saying that in a very PC yeah, way, she very, was raped. Yeah, very PC way. So that messed with me for a long time. Um, Why? I, well, you know, you feel like you're you're like a double mistake in a sense. You know, like you were you were adopted because of that, and then under the circumstances in which I like here. You know, so you know, for me, it took a while to like internalize that, and that's kind of like been an extra big push in my drive for things because, you know, if I was given this opportunity, you know, if I'm not reaching my potential in whatever I do, it's a waste of that. So that's where my drive for a lot of things, and especially in being a parent now, a lot of things that my dad was very type E personality, very laid back. Like if you don't win, if you do, this doesn't happen, it's like, you know, just train harder and get it. I'm under the mindset having experienced all that. And I think this will kind of make more sense and have a bigger context to people when I'm like, for Lyric and Malin, I don't believe in participation awards. You either win or you lose. And if you you win, you win. And if you lose, you're not losing, you're learning and you're moving on. You're learning from it and you're getting better. So, you know, I want to push them the same way I push myself in terms of and you're having an extra drive. And you're 100% speaking in terms of your children. Everyone else, yeah. Each to their own, but this is your perception for your children. Yeah, I mean, and it's. I guess that's the thing. Is like I wanted to pass on a lot of the The drive and the determination that you have. Like a lot of the stuff that you know, a lot of good qualities my dad gave me. A lot of you know, everything from like being like handy to you know good values, like treating people how you want to be treated. That that all that good stuff, but also like all the other drive that has kind of pushed me to where I am right now. I want to make sure they have all those lessons that I've experienced. So, you know, because I, I, I just want them to know, like, you can do whatever you want. Your circumstances don't dictate you. And I feel like that is something that, you know. Was ingrained in you from the circumstances surrounding your adoption, yeah, you basically know, like, from birth. You know, no one can make you a victim. Only you can do that. So I want them to know, you know, I want you to, you know, whatever, ever, whatever hand you're dealt, you know, just keep pushing through it, you know, and you can inspire people by doing that. And, you know, I hopefully one day they can look back at the surgery and everything that we went through and realize, like, if you just keep pushing, you're going to come out on the other side. So for those of you that don't know that either if you're new to Really Rarely, thank you so much, or you may have forgotten, which I don't know how you could have because I talk about it all the damn time. Sorry if it's too much. Marshall had avascular necrosis surgery, so basically they created a new bone out of a bone from the bottom of his leg into his hip because the hip was dying. So there's the you know quick version of that one. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the bad. I'm, I'm I'm proud of you for saying that, babe. And I didn't mean to like I don't want to push you into that, but our listeners are family and they root in love for us. Um, yeah, I, I I appreciate all the support, and I I think. I hope that gives more context to the way I am because growing up, I had a lot of like anger and I think that was, you know, partially cir- circumstances of, like growing up with, you know. Well, see, let's back it up for a second because you say anger and 
I'm not going to change that terminology. So what a lot, you know, a lot of people hear and see things about Marshall because obviously I adore this man and every fiber in his being. But I'm not going to go on the air and be like, Marshall was real pissed off yesterday and wanted to like, you know, go like kill some like, you know, go go to town in a punching bag. I'm not going to say that. But you you have had a lot of um, I don't want to say issues, but you do have a lot of spite in you. You do have a lot of your spitfire and you're you're calm in that way. A silent killer, if you will, because Jesus, when Marshall gets that cop face on him, like I don't scare easy. But good Lord, if Malin or Lyric ever test him one day, woo, that's going to be fun. He's just going to have to, like, give it, like, you know how they talk about the mom look? Marshall's going to get the dad cop look, and it's going to be over. But I'm glad that you shared that because it does show your drive for where you are and who you are and what you are as a parent. (laughs) Don't you think that this parent thing is really weird and trippy because it's fair to say that Marshall and I both went through a lot of trauma as children. That's a whole nother podcast, but we did. And wouldn't you say that like at this age, at this space in life, when our children are small, that it's like you look at the things that your parents did and some of them are like, oh, that's really great. I have that memory. I want to pass that on. And some of them are like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Some of it's like, uh, I don't want to do that ever. And then you catch yourself doing it sometimes and you're like, yeah. Let's let's change that up. Well, but I, I think I think it's an art to actually detach and see what's happening in the moment mm-hmm. and make the correction as it's happening, rather than always looking at it as in retrospect of like, oh, I did that, I shouldn't have done that. But you know, that's that's why I think about a lot of things I've been through in my life. And try to like sprinkle that in because there was a lot of things that like didn't come across to me like in a sprinkle certain, it in with them. Yeah, didn't come across to me in a certain way. So just presenting it differently and just constantly changing that if that doesn't work. So, you know, if Lyric has like a tough day at school, it's like he might be acting out in a certain way. So, you know, it's a head-on approach. What's going on? Oh that. yeah, Marshall's fantabulous about this. I mean, it's the most beautiful thing to watch, honestly, because there it's now come to a point where. Mama, I'm a hard ass with my children. I mean, obviously not Malin yet because he's a baby and flippy floppy and can't fend for himself, but I will be once he is. I am very much like, you know, I love them and cuddle them. And I'm, I, at the end of the day, I'm still mommy, but I'm not like a pushover by any means. But it's also come to the point where Lyric will go to you, Marshall, like, and tell you things that he doesn't necessarily tell me. He'll open up, I guess, man to man, which I think is great because then you're obviously doing something fantabulously right. And I appreciate that with the approach with Lyric, it's never, oh, poor baby. It's, dude, I get you're upset. I do. I get something happened. We'll work on it. However, what are we going to do to change this? There's always a solution along the road. It's not just a pat on the back. It's a pat on the back, wipe away the tears. What are we going to do next? What did you learn? If you say something to him and he apologizes, okay, but what are you apologizing for? So he understands. It's like, how the hell did you learn that shit? Like, for me, I don't even do that as a parent. I I think just in general, I think a lot of people kick stuff down the road. So it's like, if you're going to present a problem, you better have a bunch of solutions. And let's, let's treat the actual problem and not the symptoms. And let's get it addressed now and then move on to the next thing. So, rapid-fire questions. What do you enjoy most about being a dad? 
I think just seeing them happy, like, you know, smiling and stuff and like, you know, having them in situations I was in and remembering how happy I was when I was little doing certain things and like what? I think like fishing or just like him riding his bike, you know what I mean? Because it was like, then it was like, like my cousins and and different friends, like then it turned to like building ramps and you're just like always on the next thing. So just trying to remember a lot of that stuff, you know, it's like if he's like going through the puddle, it's like in my head, I'm like, it's just going to get dragged to the house, clean it up. He's so OCD. But then thinking about it, it's like, that's the same shit I see. Oh no, 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 no. I have to remind your ass. Calm down. Tell me you didn't do that when you were five. Uh Uh-uh. He's perfect, y'all, but he ain't that perfect. Come on now. What? You don't say, oh, it's fine. Go through the puddle. No. You get irritated, and I have to be like, babe, he'll take his shoes off. It's fine. You're OCD. Don't try to play. We keep it real and really Riley now. No. Including you, sir. I'm saying that. it's it, see, That's the thing. It's like part of after the fact. I'm just like thinking in my head. It's like, all right, we got to get gotta get formula. We got to get him down. Get Malin down. So basically, you're thinking of all the other things that have yeah, to so be gone through during like, the day, and then that adds to it. Hey, that's parenting. It, well, if it's like, if it's like on the weekend and we have time, it's like it's different. But it's like when it's that quick bike ride, and you're like, shit. Like, there's a list of stuff we have to do before we can eat dinner. Hey, let him be time. little. Let him be little. I, I, I know. So, what would you say your? I'm going to separate them because we don't usually tend to do that. But what would you say your favorite memory of lyric so far is? I love putting you on the spot. It's so much fun. Probably, I don't know. I, pr- I pr- probably have, like, two that stand out to me a lot. Um, I think being I think being at the beach and kind of, like, hopping around to events. Like, when we went to, like, Ripley's. Wait, when Lyric was three years old, we went on a family vacation, and we were there for, like, five days. And that was Lyric's first, like, real time. Like, he'd been to a beach in Florida, but this was his first time, like, getting to go experience the sand and digging up a snail and all that stuff. So that's backstory. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. So it was probably, like, a lot of things on that trip, like, on the beach, and then, like, little mini donuts. First go-kart, and now you bought him a go-kart of his own. Go-kart and, you know, kind of, like, just, I think a lot of things on that trip were kind of like big things just to kind of see how excited he was to be there and all. But the that also things. goes back to your childhood and wanting yeah. to share that with him. You know, I think that, and then probably, probably when he caught his first fish, because you could see like the excitement of just like backstory on this one too. This was like a year in the making because remember we had gone fishing one year, the year before that, and it was too cold or there was just like nothing in there, so we went out for a little while and he didn't get squat. So then we went out a year later. And we went to, like, three different locations, didn't we? Y'all, I had never seen Marshall so damn determined to get him this fucking fish. And then we had gone, where was the? So we went to um, Fountain Rock. Fountain Rock. And then so we went to Baker Park. Baker yeah. Park is where he found the big guys. If you guys aren't from here, thank you, by the way, for listening, if you're not listening locally. Um, but we went to two different locations within, like, a couple miles of each other, but packing all that shit up. And getting it out and putting it up. But you're right. Like, we were downstream and some random guy on a bike was like, hey, if you go down a little bit, you'll get him. And all of a sudden, the gamut of fish opened up. It was like, what did he have? Like, 27? Yeah, he had. They're little tiny things. But, but I mean, he actually had, like, a few pretty good-sized sunfish and then, like, one small bass. So, I mean, he Wasn't one of them pregnant? 
Yeah. It was and what's so beautiful about it is two years later, he still talks about that pregnant fish. And shout out to listener Lisa. She sent us photos from my Instagram of that day, and he's got those photos framed above his bed. So, bravo, babe. Like, I feel like that's one for the books. I feel like that's one that's going to stay with him. I mean, that's the stuff I remember. Like, you know, my sister was at my grandpa's house in Pennsylvania and sent me that pic, and I'm probably... So, his his grandfather's not doing that well right now, and they sent him a pic of him and his grandfather is holding him in the picture, and Marshall's probably like four, tiny little cute-ass thing. And I think that that's awesome, that these are the things that are ingrained in you that were good, and then you want to give it to them. So, I know it's only been five months, but so far, what is your favorite memory of Malin? I don't know if it's like one specific one. Okay. I think what are your favorite things about him then? Just when he like he'll look at me and give me a little smile. Oh my god, his smile is like straight cut out of cream cheese. It's like the cutest little chubby Buddha baby I've ever seen in my life. And he looks just like Marshall. People ask me if I get like offended that like he doesn't look like me that much. There's a little me in them. He's got a stank face on him. He looks just like me. But no, I love that he looks like you. Um, so what else? What is your other favorite thing about him? We call him the Nugget. Mm-hmm. He ain't no Nugget no more. He's like a what do you you say? He's a six piece yeah. chicken nug with Polynesian sauce. Yeah, he's got all all the Chick Fil A sauces. <laughs> so what's another thing that's your favorite? Just watching him play. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if there's, like, one specific memory. It's more of just, like, daily stuff seeing him do. And, like, grow and, like, new things. Like, when he learned how to roll and, you know. Yeah. He's sitting up or he'll just, like, chill with me and watch TV on the couch. That's you know? the cutest thing. I've never seen a baby watch TV like this baby does. It's, he watches Bravo and I'm like, yeah, kid. That's what I'm talking about. So, is there something that you're afraid of doing as a father? we all got to be realistic. We're going to screw him up in some way, shape, or form at some time down the way. I think, if anything, it could probably come to, like, sports where I wouldn't want to push too hard. Ha! Good luck with that. Well. <laughs> good luck. Good God Almighty with that. I, I think. You had him wrestling in, the, in there just a minute ago. Okay. Malin was three weeks old, and he was doing squats with him. No lie. Had him underneath the armpit squat. Up, up, up. I got the video proof, y'all. I'll show you. Well, he was actually bridging and rolling when I was telling him. Same case in point. But I <laughs> I think I would, at a maximum, I think ever take an assistant coaching role in anything they do. I think I think that's at an absolute max. I think. So your biggest fear, though, is that you would be a coach and have a negative impact on their athletic career because you push too hard? Or they would have a negative connotation of you being involved. Yeah, I I think that'll be the hardest switch for me. Just from, like, talking to other guys at work and different parents is – and actually, I mean, when I wrestled, it's like, you know, certain kids, if their dad was coaching or involved, you could kind of see, like, how that, like, kind of, like, pushed them away or made them like it. So, I guess switching my mind into more of a support role and not pushing as hard in those situations because it's like – you're going to respond, if it's a good coach, you're going to respond to that coach more than you would your parent, you know, so. Tell me this. Would you be crushed if one or both of them didn't want to do sports and you couldn't share that with them? No, they better work out. 
No, 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 no. We are both agree. <laughs> Jesus criminy. We're both in a jeesh. We're both in agreement so that they have to be active and in something. They have to be healthy. We're a fitness family. We bonded over fitness. We're not going to force them to do sports, but they will be healthy. They will exercise because it's good for them. Sports in particular, if you can't be coach daddy to either one of them, is it going to crush you? Be honest. Maybe the fact like, that he's yep. I was going to say well. Be honest. So, like, if if they got really into like lifting and like strength training, I think that would that would check the box for me. Now, obviously, like I would like to see them wrestle, just because I I'm I'm gonna admit it, I'm very biased in that. I think it's a very unique sport in that it's both individual and team effort. So, I think it teaches you like a lot of practical like life lessons without you really realizing it until after the fact. So, I think wrestling could give them a lot of good. I don't disagree with you there. Like, you and I both are united in that front, that they need to have a passion about something. Because, side note, like, the things that you and I did as children ended up sculpting who we were as an adult, you know? I did chorus, drama, cheerleading, ballet for 10 years, you know, all of these things. And when I was choosing a career, I was like, well, I've always been on a stage. I just didn't want to do TV. And that's how I went into it. Like... You know, you're a fitness coordinator for the entire academy. First time ever they created that 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 whole job for him. I'm gonna brag on him. It happened. But you know what I'm saying? Like your your background in all of that coaching and all of that stuff correlated into what you do today. So I get that you'd love to have that bonding experience with them. But what if they want to be a dancer like mine? I mean, like what he gets so sad at the thought of either one of his sons not doing a sport. Okay, we'll 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 put him in all the sports and. Try to get him to pick one. Well, whatever it is, just 110%. Agreed. But, you know, I would push more for other things. <laughs> okay. And that's not a dig on dancing or anything like that. Oh, just, you know I wouldn't let you. Not on my podcast. I just think my beloved wrestling gives you a lot of very good life lessons and good practical skills. And I think it's different in the sense that you have to be the best individual to then add to the team. And I don't think because there's not a bad thing to want your sons to have. Well, no, because in in and I, I preference this in saying it is like there's a lot of other sports, and I like a lot of other sports, but you could always potentially blame it on somebody else. Some other position messed up this or did that. When you're out there, you're on your own, and it's the work that you put in is showcased. So you either did the work or you didn't, and then you either win or you learn. You learn from the mistakes, and then you go back out and win the next one. But it also contributes to the team, which is pretty much every work setting, anything in life. See, I started this, y'all. He could go for hours about wrestling. Is there anything you miss about single life and not being a father? No. I mean, really? Well, I that that life seems very distant from me, and I think I don't know. I mean, I I, I think you genuinely enjoy being a dad. Yeah, I mean it. It. It gives, I guess it gives me a new purpose in that mm-hmm. sense. So The best kind of purpose. You, know, you feel you feel responsible and it makes you better and you realize, you know, flaws you didn't know you had oh. or that were created in your childhood or that other things. Truth. So, you know, it's. Uh, well, it's like the difference between me and you as parents, and I always say this all the time and I'm not afraid to admit it. Like I had to, I had to like grow into motherhood as much as I always knew I wanted to be a mother. <laughs> The first five months of it, I, I can truly say I wasn't as bonded with my son, Lyric, the first one, as I wanted to. And I guess I could almost even say that for Malin as well. It was different. Like, Malin, it 
I think a lot of it was postpartum depression with both of them. And I'm not going to get into it, my whole motherhood journey, because it's about fathers right now. But I think the way that you just clicked into fatherhood, both with Lyric and with Malin, it was incredible to watch. I have always, always, always said that, though, babe, that you were born to be a dad. Born to be a dad. And to watch you, the pride that you see in both of them, I mean, if, if, if you're future husband handling your your son and like kissing and hugging on him is not the most beautiful and sexual seduction inducing thing you've ever been through then you're doing it wrong what you act baby you act like i don't talk like this to you and everybody else around me don't get embarrassed i love you love you too you are too you're getting red right now but i know that it's belated but i guess you know we've been here for 30 minutes and you guys might be tired of hearing us talk but I wanted to say to you and to all the dads out there, the real ones, that I love you and you're the best daddy I've ever seen in my life. Any of the ones that I had as father figures, any of the ones I know, you're the goat at being a dad. And this family would be lost without you. Thank you. He's so cute. Oh, he gets embarrassed when I get all mushy. But Seriously, though, you guys, if I didn't get a chance to say happy Father's Day to you, happy very belated Father's Day. And side note, the DMs are always open for me and Marshall, too. If you guys want to hit us up, it's at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Instagram and Facebook. Twitter is Riley Couture 5. Snapchat is at Radio Recon. Uh, TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Babe, yours is? The Fit Marshmallow. And that's spelled like the artist with uh, M A R S H A, no M A R S M E L L O. There you uh, go. I'm starting to spell my name. <laughs> um, but I did want to say thank you to everyone that has shown support. Oh yes, you guys. We could not end the podcast without this because we have one more day for you guys to vote for Marshall to be Mister Health and Fitness, and I ain't taking second place, y'all. Please, if you guys would like to vote for Marshall, we appreciate the so many of you voting and voting every day and donating your your funds to that because they have a, a warrior fund that goes back to veterans if you wanted to donate that way. If not, you can do a daily vote. Appreciate you with the clap emojis in between. No, seriously, guys, the, the, the support is insane, and we would really love to meet Marshall into the next round of the running for Mr. Health and Fit. So the voting for top 15 ends tomorrow voting at 7 p.m.? Top 15 and 7 Pacific time. Tomorrow. And then I think it, I think it like rolls right into voting then for the for top the f- 10. For the top 10 and, and then, then top, like five. top 5. And then it's like top group winners. Speaking it into existence, so y'all. This, you this guys know how I am about that. So if you guys please, 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 please vote like crazy for, t- for Marshall tomorrow. I will appreciate you forever and ever and ever. And, of course, the next question is, well, where can we vote, Riley? I have the link up in my bio on Instagram Again, at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. And it's up on my Facebook, both of them. There's a business page and my page. So you got no excuses not to vote, y'all. I'm just kidding. But you guys, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Really Riley. Babe, thanks for sitting down with me. I hope it wasn't too painful again. Nope, let's go eat. (laughs) Let's go eat. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It's Really Riley.